Welcome to A Brodacious Life. This is a show dedicated to the idea that all people from any background can design a life worth living. It all starts by organizing your life with the five F's. Faith, family, freedom, finance, and fun. We call this A Brodacious Life. Are you ready to design your best life? Your brodacious life? If so, then this is the show for you. What's going on, squad? This is Jonathan. Of course, we have our good friend, Dr. J, and Frosty Banks with us today. So this is an episode that is actually a mini bit of multiple episodes that go over about a five-hour recording. We got really into it. Frosty Banks is literally like family to us. He's my, 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 I've always called him my brother from another mother. He is just He's been one of my best friends since 2005 when we met in culinary school, and uh, he and I have just stuck together like glue. So the content was just too much, so we're going to break it down. We just really got into it because Thanksgiving is all about food and family and faith, and there's just so much that goes into it. So we wanted to kind of break this content down. So as you listen in, know that there's multiple parts to this conversation. No, we're not repeating the same information over and over again. Thank you for listening in, and thanks for hanging out with myself, Dr. J, and our good friend, Frosty Banks. <laughs> what are y'all's favorite cold food items? Potato salad. Mustard-based potato salad. Yes, mustard-based. Oh, you had said mayonnaise-based, so I was going to have to be like, and section over. So, so I like, so the first one is, is, you know, uh, I talked about a little bit in a previous episode, but a dish we call schnookos, which is like this marshmallow fruit cocktail. And then it's got, um, it's whipped, uh, like, you know, like the little boxes of like the, the whipped cream stuff that you get in like the box that's already whipped, ready to go. She adds that Mm -hmm. in and then, uh, cherry gelatin. And then she mixes all that in and it makes this beautiful little marshmallow fluff salad. I'm addicted to that stuff. My wife made some the other day. She made like a big old bowl of it. No lie. She took the kids. I had to stay. I worked from home that day. She took the kids with her to go take my middle son to therapy. I sat here in front of my little mini office and I ate half of that bowl by myself. I just sat here like a monster and just ate that thing. But that's like our, our big Thanksgiving thing that she makes every year. Mm. Have you ever had cornishes inside a potato salad? Mm. Oh, that'd be good too. It adds that brininess. Yeah. I like to fry them though. I like to fry, <laughs> fry them. Yeah. Yeah. Get the capers and then like fry them for a second. And that'll, mm. that'll like open them up. And it's kind of like briny popcorn. You put them on top, over the top. It's like a cool little garnish. Right. This is this is a lot of food. I mean, I'm assuming y'all probably have a lot of leftovers. What in the world do y'all do with all these leftovers after Thanksgiving? Oh, easy. You can have what? Okay, when it comes to the meats, you can easily have like different types of sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Or, oh, the best thing, because I have this attachment with my KitchenAid. I have a grinder. Yeah. So a lot of same thing. So I will make sausages out of it. Oh, make hot wow. meals. Or I would do is make a meatloaf out of it. Yeah. So we do, uh, one of my favorite things that my wife does is she gets all the ham leftovers and she puts, mm-hmm. puts it through the meat grinder and then she makes ham salad. And I'm a sucker for mm-hmm. some ham salad and Ritz crackers. It's like poor man charcuterie. 
Like you just sit there <laughs> and you just dip it into this thing. All six of my kids love it. My wife loves it. I'm in the same boat. That's a big one for us. And then we'll end up getting a uh, tinfoil, you know, hotel pans and we'll make Ooh. a bunch of different casseroles. We'll wrap them tight in plastic wrap and aluminum foil. And then we might freeze them. And then we might come back to them in, you know, a couple of weeks. That kind of helps take the pressure off. Cause there's only so much turkey you can have in a week before you're just like, gosh, I, I really hate turkey. You can only okay. have so much turkey. And not to okay, mention, yeah. every time you reheat it, it's just drying out even more. Mm. Because think about it. Once you make another dish out of the, the meats that you have left over, and assuming you also have sides left over, you know, you can you create up a whole new entire meal that's pretty like it's yeah. more island. And like once you get that through your mind, it's like, oh, your next thing was like, what you about to have? Oh, I'm about to have this turkey meatloaf that we have. Like, oh, what is the size? Oh, we can use this size. And it's like it plays a trick on your mind yeah. that you was like before you're like, oh, I don't want to have it. But now that you're existing that you want to have it. Oh, man, it's, it's just my bummer. I love leftovers because a lot of times you get more creative with leftovers. I agree. More it's kind of like an episode of Chopped. Yeah, <laughs> because think about it. You look inside the cupboard. You look in the refrigerator. Like I have to do something with this. Yeah. And then you know, you, everybody has their own little recipe book. I have like ten small little recipe books versus like the big traditional recipe books. I was like, ooh, let me see what I can make here. Um, it's it's just mind boggling. So one last thing that I like to kind of do with our scraps, kind of depending on what we do. Again, I pre-cut my my turkey beforehand. That's something I actually do the day of. And then I just warm it up at 300 degrees with a little bit of the sauce already sitting on it. So it's a nice, easy reheat and it makes it, everything stay really juicy. Uh, but we take all of that, of course, the bones from the ham. So we'll make a ham stock and we'll make a separate turkey stock as well with all the scrappings and all the stuff. We, we homestead, you know, that's something we've talked about on the show. So nothing goes to waste in our house. So we actually learn how to, we'll actually boil the bones so much that they turn almost to mush. And even that gets ground down into dog food for us. And then we take the leftover sweet potatoes, sweet potatoes and pumpkin is actually really good for your dog. Believe it or not, it actually helps clean uh, their stomachs. So that's something that we actually will meal together with maybe some cooked rice. We'll meal that together. And then we put it in little, um, little soap molds and then we freeze them. And then it kind of makes like a, especially when you get to the summer and it's really hot in Mississippi, it's November and you can see me sweating. It's hot, hot. Our air conditioners out. It is hot in Mississippi today for some reason. And it's a great way to have a, a dog food item. You know, you're kind of utilizing that food and making sure that it not goes to waste because dog food is getting crazy expensive lately. So what's your biggest Thanksgiving fails? Oof. Okay, so Jonathan, I'll go I'll go first. Um, so my hamburger. Oh, shut it! The, the my <laughs> biggest fail, my biggest fail for Thanksgiving, for Thanksgiving, no cookoffs, just for Thanksgiving. Uh, I had a little girl that I was dating when I first started culinary school, and that was my little boo thing. And I thought we were gonna be together forever. You know that puppy love phase. So I was invited to come over and help because I was a culinary student. I should know everything, right? I never actually cooked any of these meals, but I was invited to go cook. And this was, it was a tough awakening for me. 
And uh, I went over there and I literally burned almost everything. And it was an absolute dumpster fire. Her mom was a vegan and was upset that all this meat, because I cook everything with like pork fat. It's got, you know, I turned around with, she was upset that all this meat touched her pans. So I was in her bad graces from meat touching her pans. I did so bad. Now the food was equally bad. It was just, it was just my first time. That was the first time that I had ever made a Thanksgiving meal from scratch. And now to my credit, to my credit, years later, I would end up being her personal chef for Thanksgiving. Cause again, she did not like, she doesn't like meat touching her pans. So she would pay me when I was in culinary school, my first couple years out of culinary school every year for Christmas and Thanksgiving, she wanted to flex on her in-laws that she had everything going. Now, me and this homegirl, we had already long since broken up. I didn't talk to her. I had nothing to do with this chick. Never wanted to talk to her again. Um, and so, but her mom would pay me under the table to come out. I mean, we're talking three, $400. And I would get this food and I would bake it and cook it. And I would, she'd leave the garage door with about a two foot gap and I'd push everything underneath the garage door and she'd go get it at about five, six in the morning. She'd put it all in the stove and her husband apparently every year thought that she made that meal. That's pretty awesome. As a culinary student, man, you get like five, 600 bucks a pop. It was awesome. Some dudes sneak in the windows of their girlfriends, but you just snuck, your <laughs> I snuck food, food in, in her house. Garage doors. It was an odd relationship, man. You know, <laughs> that, oh my goodness. that puppy love. Savage. I, you were in a food relationship with the mother. You know, I dated a girl for two extra weeks just so I can go to a Greek Orthodox Easter. I'm not following that up. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's move on. What is what best food, man? Oh, you just haven't been. <laughs> Greatest Thanksgiving fail. Ooh. My orange chiffon cake from school. I never forget it. I made an orange chiffon cake, my first one. It was terrible. And then I decided to make another one and it became good. And my family looked at me and was like, What is this? What is this? I said, Hey, it's a cake that I made from school. And I froze it. Didn't give it no time. I said, hey, Grandma, you take this out for me? Cool. I didn't think. I'm thinking she's going to have it like two hours out. No. She literally took it out in 30 minutes. And so I put like cool chocolate tip designs on it and everything. Cool. Had like, uh, what was it? Uh, what type of ice cream? It had like the buttercream from scratch icing all over it. Yeah. Even. Because I was in culinary school and everything was new to me, but I was practicing to make sure like when you level off the icing and I tell you, it was to the T and everybody just stood around because it's like, oh, I can make, I can make cakes from a box. I was like, okay, from well, from scratch. They was like, scratch these nuts. I was like, yeah, for real? <laughs> <laughs> and Roman said, don't touch it. I was like, why? It needs a little bit thawing more. I took it out 30 minutes ago. I was like, oh, thanks, Grandma. Your grand, your only grandson who's actually going to college or something for themselves and not quitting. 
you make me look bad, but that was epic fail. Like, that, hey, this is what I learned in school. Frozen. Is that the worst dish you ever made at Thanksgiving? Or worst dish you like ever ate or served? Or does it does it rank up there? Yeah, that is the top one. Everything else is just minute after that. Unless it's like <laughs> some type of concoction. But that one, because for me, it was the first impression. A chiffon cake requires a technique. And especially when you're coming from frozen, you know, you have to let it uh, fall properly or it's going to sweat just to add some context to it. There's lots of different mm-hmm. things that can go wrong. So by pulling it from frozen and then not allowing it to thaw and set, um, it creates multiple issues. That also means that if, if it's frozen, it's, you know, it might be, you know, it might be solid block, but as it thaws, that's going to start to swoop, you know, droop down. So it messes yeah. with everything. So it's adding water. It's, it's, it's a completely different texture. So it, it, it flexes and it, what ends up happening is, is it can it literally just like an earthquake. It can just kind of split open. Because I, it had three layers to it. So on the top, you had a blackberry jam. And then in the middle, you had a strawberry jam. And then the bottom, you had a mango jam. And I knew that I picked those. So when you bite them at different points or it didn't reach out and mix all together, was a whipped cream on an after while, it gives you like, oh, like a, um, a parfait if you want to. And that was the thing I was going for. But I don't know. It's when your family, when they see something, you go going to school, they're like, why are you going to school for to do this X, Y, and Z? And they don't <laughs> and you screw you it up. Stuff. That's the worst. Because yeah. everybody judges you differently as a chef when you cook. I'm cooking for the church next week, uh, potentially. So I'm doing like a big breakfast for the seniors. And I'm just terrified at this idea because I like cooking for customers. I like doing different stuff, but it's different when it's, you, you know, it's your friends and family that you're cooking for. You feel like the standard's so much higher. It's like, oh, see, it's like when you, the date situation. I remember um, in 2020, I had a date and, you know, since the world, we couldn't go anywhere. So for our second date, I cooked for her. So I said, hey, what do you want to eat? What do you want me to fix you? And I got some salmon. So what I did for hers, I made a lemon pepper salmon for hers. And then I just, for me, my salmon, it was just, I made it for myself. It just salt and pepper, a little bit of um, sauteed chives to put on top of it. But I made a spiky, spicy, sticky rice with it. And it was very enjoyable. And she was like, I got to cook stuff like this for you. I was like, no, just cook whatever you want, want to have to and stuff like that. But once they know that you're a chef and it's just, or you worked in the industry and you have credibility of it, it's hard. Like, it's hard for me to go out because everybody uses the same vendor, the two vendors. So I don't know how much you pay for your items. I know where you got them from. And then the prices that you're doing, not because of inflation, I know how much yeah. you pay for these. And it's just, that's not for scratch. Yeah. That's frozen. You so, pull that thing out of the freezer. So real so quick, really so we're, we're getting on up into our 40 minute mark and I just, I just now caught this. So I'll take the blame for it. Cause we're getting on up there in our minutes. So, so Dr. J, I try to keep our episodes around 30 minutes. We're getting on up there. I know we're getting really excited about these topics. Uh, but what I wanted to do real quick is uh, just kind of go around the, uh, I just want to go around between us three. You've got 60 seconds 
to tell me right now, we're going into Thanksgiving. What are you most thankful for? 60 seconds. Dr. J, go. Uh, Nathan, my son, Cadence, my daughter, Rachel, my wife, and baby Jeremy. Boom. Frosty Banks, man, 60 seconds. What are you most thankful for? I've got out of, I thank God for, um, for thank you for me for getting out of depression. And I've started a beautiful new career in the film industry. And so far, I've been knocking them out of the box. Um, the next movie that's coming out that I participate in is Black Panther 2. Coming out November 11th. Please go see it. Super pumped about it, man. Super pumped about it. Well, I am thankful for, of course, my wife and my kids, my my extended family, between my brother here, Dr. J., and his family and all my extensions of our family. And I'm extended to those other people who are not biologically mine, but still my family, like Mr. Frosty Banks here. Been a part of my family since 2005. And I'm thankful for you. And we're thankful that you're here. We hope that you have just a fabulous, safe Thanksgiving meal with your friends and family. We're thankful for you. And we look forward to having you again on a Brodacious Live podcast. I hope you like that snippet from our show. Again, this is going to be a multiple series, uh, basically mini episodes that go along with a greater conversation. So please feel free to reach in and there's going to be a part two to this coming up or part three, part four, part five, how many ever it's going to be to get all the content out before Thanksgiving. So please, please, please listen in. We hope that you enjoy and we're inviting you back in, of course, to listen in on a brodacious life. Thank you for listening to today's episode of A Brodacious Life. We hope that you will like and subscribe to this show on whatever platform that you are listening to. Sign up for our newsletter at abrodaciouslife.com and follow us on Instagram. More importantly, we hope that you spend your day with faith, family, freedom, finance, and fun and live brodaciously.